Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, equipping us to grow into a deeper walk with Christ. Part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Always good on a Friday to welcome back Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch, who this week has been dealing with one of those really difficult to deal with Bible passages. One of those Bible passages, and you'll know that I sometimes say there are some things in the Bible that ought to be R-rated. Well, there's a little bit of violence in the passage we'll talk about today out of Judges chapters 19 and 20. Bill Muhlenberg back with us. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Thanks again. Okay, Bill, hit us with some of the gruesome details here because uh, this is one of those passages. uh, You've called it a difficult Bible passage, but it's one of those that has some challenges, even the fact that it is one that contains quite gruesome detail. Take us into the detail here. Yes, it's uh, there is a number, uh, especially in the Old Testament, of these passages that uh, well they can seem problematic, uh, difficult. Questions arise, moral questions certainly. You know what's going on here, and a lot of violence and bloodshed. Uh, so so many things, right? Taking Canaan and so on. Uh, well, even wiping out the earth after uh, with the flood. So if you have moral sensitivities about, you know, why does all this violence happen, you can ask honest questions. So, yeah, this is one of those, probably one of the more kind of hardcore. It's similar if you know your uh, Sodom and Gomorrah story, right? And both you have quite parallel things going on. Visitors coming to town, a bunch of uh, pretty nasty men in town wanting to violate this visitor. Uh, the person who's kind of harboring the innocent gal uh, kind of just gives in and pushes the gal out of the door. In this case, uh, kind of uh, violated all night long, left for dead when he finds her in the morning. So quite similar to Sodom and Gomorrah. So that's Judges 19. And then the next two chapters follow on and finish up the book of Judges, chapter 20, about the rest of the tribes of Israel, the other 11 saying this is wrong, this is bad news, we got to get justice, we need some vengeance on Benjamin, the tribe that kind of harbored these uh, guys. And uh, chapter 21, looking at the aftermath of all this. So it's really chapter 20 that I focused on where three times in a row, the 11 tribes go to attack uh, Benjamin. You know, they got more numbers, obviously more everything. And yet the first two times they're soundly routed by uh, the tribe of Benjamin, and only in the third time do they finally have victory, even though all three times it says they inquired of God as to how they should proceed. So a lot of questions arise, and I think you can get some lessons still, even for today, for Christians. And when we come to these sorts of passages, Bill, difficult things to deal with, ones that you've got to take time to reflect on, Uh, even meditate on to be able to draw out uh, what might be the relevant Bible truths, the ethics that you can glean, and importantly, where is God in the whole circumstance? Because these sorts of things are untidy, they're messy, they're even gruesome. But somehow Mm. or other, this story is in the Bible. It must be there for a purpose. It must show us something about God. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Often I'll say there's at least two ways to go. One, you don't necessarily want to use every Old Testament story as some kind of template, uh, right, for how Christians today should act. Uh, not that everything that was done was wrong, but sometimes it's a one-off thing. Again, the, uh, uh, well, taking Canaan, right, uh, getting rid of the tribes that were there and letting Israel establish itself in the new land. That was a once-off uh, given to Israel. It wasn't a kind of standing order for, you know, Christians today to march in from whatever. If I'm in uh Sydney, and you're up in Brisbane. I think I should march into Brisbane and take over your land and kill the, you know, those who resist. So it's not a template. But the other hand is there's principles, at least general principles you'll get from the Old Testament, even in a kind of gruesome story like this about, well, what is God concerned about? Uh, obviously, God is concerned about justice, and he responds when there is injustice. Uh Oh, even things like courage and bravery, you know, to go and, well, in this case, fighting your own brethren, right? Some of your own uh, Israelites. Um, so there's kind of principles we can glean, but still these questions arise like why did they twice get uh, defeated by uh, the tribe of Benjamin before they finally made it in the third uh attempt. Uh, is there something we can learn from there? Is there some secret hidden message we can find? Or is there, you know, maybe are we left with a little bit of mystery, a little bit of ambiguity, and perhaps even that's another general principle for Christians today. Sometimes we don't have the whole story. Sometimes God asks us to do stuff. Uh, we don't get all the results we're looking for. So a lot of uh, at least general principles I think we can glean from all this. There's all sorts of drama in this story, isn't there? Including uh, going up to seek justice and being defeated. Uh, do that multiple mm. times. Uh, okay, you might succeed on the third time, but we might ask those questions. Why? Why is it that sometimes we experience defeat? Uh, what yep. lessons do we glean for our own lives from a story like this? There's certainly an accountability, isn't there, for the moral choices that we make. And there is some level of revenge or retribution that may happen on our behalf. And perhaps it's those who support us, but perhaps ultimately it's God. Any thoughts around those moral choices and our accountability before God? And really, there's an accountability here to one another as well in this story. Yep. Yep. Well, as I say at the beginning of my piece, there's some basic biblical truths here. God is sovereign. He's in charge, which is found throughout the Bible. The second is man is responsible for the moral choices they make. Uh, the, the third kind of principle is how do these two fit together, right? It's the age-old question. How can we have a fully sovereign God? How can we have people making responsible choices of which they're accountable for? And then a fourth uh, principle I mentioned is simply we sometimes have to allow for some mystery here. Uh, we don't always get all the answers. And in this case, in the three attacks by the tribes on Benjamin, right, in each case, they ask God, actually. It says they inquired of Yahweh. So, right, they didn't just rush in without even asking God. They actually asked him. And, in fact, he answered them each time. And yet still, twice, the first two led to defeat. Now, there's different things we can say about this, right? When they first ask of God, 
they didn't say, should we, you know, attack our brothers and seek judge justice for what they did? No, they simply said, who should go up first? Which of the tribes should go up against Benjamin? So it seems there they already had their minds made up, right? They already decided we're going to take these guys on. We're going to deal justice with them. So they didn't even ask God if that was the right step. So you could ask, you know, they probably weren't even on the right footing. Their will was not fully aligned with God's will. Sure, God loves justice. These guys wanted justice. But often how it's done, when it's done, right? Doing justice God's way can often be quite different from how we want to do justice. So, yeah, they first asked. They, God said, send Judah in. They were uh, slaughtered, sadly. They asked again. God again answers, again a, a defeat, but the third time when they ask, and this time it says there was a night of fasting, so maybe that's something, right? Some contrition, some repentance, some prayer. Maybe finally they start doing things in the flesh and they really start getting serious, spiritually speaking. So they asked the third time, God said, you know, go ahead, I will give them into your hands, and sure enough, that's what's happened. But all up, still, we see some 50,000 Israelites, you know, on either side killed. So you have to ask, well, God, why? Why the first two, right? Why did it take three attempts? Uh, well, I'm thinking immediately, why did it take Jesus? Two attempts, right? Remember the kind of partial healing of the blind man, right? Uh, guy says, I can see, you know, people like trees walking. So Jesus has to do a second step. So people might have questions there. You know, Jesus, you're God. Why couldn't you have done it the very first time? And, and there you had a second attempt. So here you had three. Uh, God doesn't really tell them why all this happened. But uh, again, another broad point we can say is, look, all of Israel at this point was pretty guilty, right? What uh, the Gibeah uh, section of Benjamin had done was horrible. And even there was white, probably a handful of men, a handful of really evil guys. It wasn't all the people of Gibeah. So Gibeah was a part of Benjamin, and yet the whole of Benjamin was eventually under attack, and God seemed to eventually favor that. So you have to ask, well, is Israel's hands all that clean? Are the 11 tribes all that good? And this is, after all, the book of Judges, right? What is the book of Judges about? Israel over and over again, sinning, rejecting God, getting into idolatry. They get oppressed by the bad guys. God raises up a judge or deliverer, bails them out, and then they do it all over again, right? Everyone did that which was right in their own eyes. It says several times in the book of Judges. So I guess part of the point is, you know, it wasn't just that Benjamin was the bad guys, the other 11 tribes were the good guys. They were all, in many respects, guilty. And if God, if you're going to ask God to dish out justice, well, you better be careful. Because sometimes he may not just hand it out to what you think are your enemies and his enemies, but sometimes he actually may dish it out on you because we all uh, deserve his justice as well. Of course, today we're Christians, you know, if we're saved, we don't get the final justice uh, that's been dealt with at Calvary. But still, God will discipline right, his own. He will uh, take measures to correct his church, his people, if need be. So, yeah, these are all kind of at least general things. It seems we can get out of this incident in the book of Judges. Bill, I know there'll be some who are thrilled that you don't avoid what you call difficult Bible passages. 
And when we hear of a passage like this, uh, there's so many uh, things that you could let your mind uh, run wild. Uh, oftentimes, yes. this is the sort of passage you just read through and you can hardly believe what you're reading in the story. You say, what point is there to that? So uh, to be able to hear some thoughts on how you make sense of a difficult Bible passage, because we all as individuals or perhaps as a nation might find ourselves in very dark places where it doesn't always seem that everything works together just the way it's supposed to by clockwork, that obedience equals blessing and disobedience equals cursing, uh, simple things like that. But going up and fighting battles multiple times, Mm. losing 50,000 men in battle, uh, these sorts of things are challenging. So if we talk about that as a, a story about a dark place in biblical history, is there a Is there a positive we can take from that, that God does Mm. actually deliver his people, that perhaps there is a lesson to learn in the complexity and the sophistication of this plot? Yeah, well, I think so. Again, God is always in control, right? He's not surprised. He's not uh, caught unaware of what's going on. So that's a lesson we can all hang on to. God always cares about justice. Uh, Justice sometimes may seem delayed, right? doesn't happen as fast as we want, but God's justice always will take place. So that's another thing we can hang on to. A third kind of general thing is, you know, sometimes we don't know God's ways, exactly what he's doing, right? I, I pray now for justice in Australia, right? I see state and federal governments doing a lot of evil things, clearly evil in many respects. I say, God, why don't you act? Why don't you do something? Why don't you get rid of these guys? Uh, so, you know, just as the Israelites were probably asking after the second defeat, God, what's going on? Why don't you do something? Surely you didn't like what the Benjamites did. Surely that was wrong. Surely you are a God of justice. Why aren't you doing something? So in the end, we, you know, we, we see God did do something. It took a while, maybe. Uh, so it's the same here, right? What we see in the world today around us, the church has reason to be you know, think, wow, God, please do something, act now. And well, the thing is, he will. He'll act in his good time and justice will be dished out. Maybe not the way we always think it should be done or when it should be done, but it will be. So again, broad principles, at least, that we can take even from rather uh, dark stories such as this. A dark story indeed. And Bill, thank you so much for keeping it MA rated because the R rated version, uh, listeners might like to go to the scriptures. In Judges chapters 19, 20 and 21, uh, there's a dismembering in all of that, which we didn't get to talk about. But uh, there are some deeper, darker aspects to that story. And as you say, take some time to reflect on those things and recognize uh, those important elements that you can glean from a story like this. Bill Muhlenberg He's been writing about all sorts of things. That's just one of the articles. You can check out Bill's writing at billmuhlenberg.com and you can simply Google Culture Watch, one word, billmuhlenberg.com or Culture Watch, one word. Bill, thanks so much for a great update once again today on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.